Yes, Peace Corps, the toughest job you'll ever love. That's what the brochure said when my husband Mark and I, 30 years ago, looked at it carefully and looked at our lives. We were mid-20s, we had professional jobs, we graduated university, we had a savings account, we had a retirement account, we owned our car, we had no debt. Doesn't that sound like stability? Yeah. 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 But something was missing, and what was missing was a sense of something larger than ourselves. Like something that had some risk, something that had some danger, something that had some edge. And that Peace Corps slogan looked terribly good to us. And so we applied to Peace Corps, we were accepted and subsequently sent to Paradise. Yes, Paradise in the form of Fiji, um, it was all good. Think of white sands, think of square miles of, of palm trees and coconut palms and mangoes. Think of frothy reeds. That's what we were entering. Um, but perhaps not so much. We, um, we were accepted by a village on the, it was the largest, well, it was the oldest established village on the far side of Kandahar, which is far away from the capital. In this village, there were to be some projects. There was no tap water, there were very few uh, pit toilets, there were fishing boats with even fewer working motors, uh, there was no electricity, there was no radio telephone, uh, and the village itself was built on a floodplain, so that with any storms or hurricanes that came through, uh, there was a great deal of standing water. And the communication that we got was mail and packages came to us maybe every six weeks. So indeed, we were isolated, and yes, we had projects. The toughest job we were to love. Hmm. So, we entered this village, however, to 200 beautiful, broadly smiling children, teens, men and women. And they welcomed us. Bula, Marika, Bula, Sarai, they said to us. Bula, and they hugged us, and they tapped us on the shoulders, and Mark and I said, well, Nisambula Vanaka, was the, the greeting in return. And we presented our bundle of Yangona, which is Kaba here. And we melted into that village with some ease. We melted into their lives and their hearts. And they had built for us a, a grass-thatched hut. And all was as it, we hoped it would work out. We met extraordinary people, and one particular person I'd like to tell you about. Her name is Eleanor, and the villagers called her Nasi Eleanor, and Nasi stood for nurse. And she's 72, she was about my height, frizzled white, gray hair, bent, um, the deepest mocha skin, soft, crepe papery, gentle, kind, and white bluish eyes that had been dimmed by cataracts at time. I came to understand her and her life because she invited me to tea. And it was called Tea in Talanoa. Talanoa is storytelling in Virginia. And T 
tea is one of those British colonial vestiges that I came to love. Dark tea, very sweetened powdered cream. I also baked the cakes that I would bring for tea and Telenova. And yes, you too, on a backpacking stove, can bake cakes. Ask me after the show. <laughs> but I would pineapple or coconut or uh, banana cakes. And I would walk through the village with my cakes. And the women knew what I was doing with my cake on my way to Eleanor's tidy thatched bure. That's her, the name of her hut. And with my cake and sometimes my photo albums, a map, or books, I entered, took my sandals off, and sat cross-legged on that, on that map. And she and I would, in our, her fractured English and my fractured Fijian, exchange stories. And this is what I learned. I learned that she had trained as a nurse at the government hospital in Suva, the capital. And there, in her mid-twenties, she met, uh, well, a man much older than herself, who was a World War II Fijian um, soldier. And they married, and he was the member of Kandabu. He was a member of the clan, and he came back to the village, and thus did she. So she was an outsider. She was uh, foreign, as it were, to the village. And I was the Bolani, Fijian for, for visitor the white North American belonging. And she invited me repeatedly, and I accepted every invitation. With her nurse's training, she began the work of administering to men and women and children in that village and the villages up and down the coast. She attended children with fevers. She dealt with wounds. She addressed all sorts of illnesses. And what impressed me most was her work as a midwife. She attended all these, the needs of pregnancy, and she was present for the live births, and she was present for the stillborns. And it was with a bittersweet knowledge that I learned that Nasi Eleanor and Yosue, her husband, would never have children. Um, Another interesting fact about her is that she herself had gotten quite ill at one time and contracted hepatitis and was returned to the government hospital for treatment and returned then back to the village and continued ministering to all these villages and all these villagers. So during our Peace Corps service, there was a storm. There were several storms, but one was a devastating hurricane. Uh, like a Category 4, that devastated hillsides and uprooted gardens and uh, wrecked even more of the fishing boats and flooded our village. And with that flooding, it tainted the food supply, it tainted the water supply that we had, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks for these very resilient, resourceful, talented, and experienced Fijians to kind of clean up the village and uh, make things as well as they could. Indeed, the projects that Mark and I had started and were part of, we could see that uh, they were needed. Nasi Alanoa, however, did not 
recover from the, the hurricane. Her hepatitis emerged, and in time, she became more ill and more ill. Her eyes yellowed, and that beautiful, beautiful skin took on a golden tone, and her abdomen protruded as though she were pregnant. And we encouraged her, and we said, we have the money, please, Eleanor, return to the government hospital. Please seek treatment. We care about you. I cared about her as though she were my, my grandmother. After those repeated sessions and tea time with her, I cared very much about her. And she refused. And she refused to leave, and she became more ill. So it was not surprising that one morning I woke up and I could hear the conch shell, and the conch is this very large shell that announces um, meetings and such. Ooh. 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 Three times. Three times to announce that Nasi Eleanor had died. And in that heat and that humidity, we tend to the preparation of the person who died very, very quickly. And that morning, the women invited me, the women of the village invited me to join them in the ritual preparation of the body. And I felt so privileged at that point. The youngest, the Balangi, the Peace Corps volunteer, invited to be part of one of the most intimate rituals in their, in their lives. And two dozen of us entered Eleanor's very tidy beret and sat cross-legged on the floor while the eldest women took that, uh, took the uh, coconut oil and from her head to her toes, spread it over her body, a tired, tired, worn body. And the rest of the women in those circles, they cried and they wept and they shared Talanoa, and they told of the illnesses, the wounds, they told of their pregnancies, they told of their deliveries of those babies, they told of naming their daughters after her. And I sat with them, the visitor, in that intimate situation, and thought to myself, this is, this is what community does. This is part of the resilience and the generosity of being. This is what the collective love over time brings us to do. Later that year, Mark and I finished our term of service in Kadabo in Fiji, and we returned to Portland. We returned to a savings account, a retirement account. We returned to a jobs. And we did. We had accomplished the hardest job you'll ever love. And yet, I returned knowing that something radically different had happened for me. The hardest job, I realized, is the work that you do from within. And that work involves patience and generosity, humility, and that wonderful, wonderful saying of Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. And for those feelings, now 30 years later, and now 30 years evolving, I have Peace Corps and Fiji 
and I'll see y'all in a little bit. Thank you, Banaka, Banaka.